What's up, guys? This is a show where we talk about business, marriage, and family. I'm Greg. And I'm Courtney. And we're booming in the business. From a young age, explaining to kids, like, what is money and how does it work? And um, how does credit work? How does how do taxes work? Like, these are things that are not being taught to our children and is crippling them when they get into the real world. Yeah, and I think, you know, with everything you just said, one of the things I was thinking about is I've heard people say, you'll buy things you don't want to impress people you don't like. Yes. So you cripple yourself and your family financially just to look a certain way or to impress certain people that yes. you really don't even care about. Exactly. Um, or that don't dictate the terms of your life all that much. Right. Um, and people do that all the time. You know, or people say keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think a big thing is, you know, you think about, you know, there, I think there's two camps, you know, so let's just say you have a hundred thousand dollar a year job and you absolutely hate it every single day, but you get to take, four or five, six weeks vacation, you get to have a nice house, you have nice vehicles, you know, whatever. Um, But you could go make $65,000, maybe only get to take a two week vacation, but you love your job. You have a more modest home. So you don't have all the stuff, but you're, you're living a much better life because you're going to be happier. happier. You're probably going to treat your husband or wife better. You're going to be in a better mood around your kids. Because if you hate what you do every day, odds are, you're probably going to come home and bring that home with you too. Uh, And it's going to impact all parts of your life, not just you hating your job. Uh, So is that worth it? To some people it may be, some people it's not. Um, I think the other flip side of that is if you have a plan that you're trying to do, I think it's okay to sacrifice that for several years to build something. Yes. Um, That that is definitely a good point. But I don't think a lot of people fall in that category. I think Mm -hmm. most people want to do what they do, get their check and go home, which is completely fine. So I think if you're just wanting to go to work, come home and be with your friends and family, do something that makes you happy. Um, Understanding that you still need money, but you can do something that makes you happy and maybe you don't get to go out to eat as much. Maybe you Mm -hmm. don't get to take as many vacations or nice vacations. Maybe you're living in a hundred fifty, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, not a four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a used car, you're not driving a new Mercedes, but you don't hate your life. Right. So the things aren't there's what trade-offs. It's, what it's all about. And I like the direction you were just going with that. It made me think of um it's okay to not want what everybody else wants. You know, in, in the online space everyone throws, you need to make 10K months, you need to make 10K months. And like not everybody needs or wants 10K months. And that is so frustrating because like for a long time, I thought that's what I needed to be successful. And I mean, I hit it once or twice, but then I was like, I'm working nonstop. I need to build a team. I need to do this. Like there's smarter ways that I could get to this number and I could do this, but I was stuck in the, the rat race of like, I need to make this amount. And now I'm like, I finally accepted the fact that- well, also you're a mom. Well, and that's, you know, some of these people don't have kids or they're older and their kids are grown and out of the house. You know, so people are in different seasons of life. We have three kids, three and under. Um, So it's just nonstop. I mean, we have a baby that doesn't sleep much, which affects you more than me. But we also have kids that are constantly going all day long. Plus, we're trying to handle everything else. So to have the expectation that you're going to be able to put the time, energy and effort that someone who has no other obligations isn't realistic right and it took me a long time to realize that 
And I think once I finally did, and I, I sat back and looked and said, um, you know, it's really amazing that I work 10 hours a week for other clients. Obviously, I help you in your business, and that's just variable. But for clients that are giving me a direct paycheck, I work 10 hours a week. And if I worked that on a 40-hour-a-week basis, I would be making six figures easy. Um, but I don't want to do that. I want to feel like I can wake up and take my kids to the zoo and I can sign the kids up for stuff last minute. I can just have freedom and, and relax, but still be contributing um, to my sanity, I guess. Like I work because I really want to, like I enjoy the things that I do, but I enjoy to do it on a small scale, at least right now. Um, and I think that it's important for people to know that money is important and you need to understand it but money is also something that you need to understand the, yeah, you need to understand the lifestyle you want and not everybody wants the lifestyle we want. We want, you know, a bigger house. We want a lot of acres. We want a garden, a farm. Like we want these things in, you know, the near future, but that's going to take a lot more money. Um, we like nicer things and that, there's nothing wrong with that, but we like them for us not because we want to show them off to people yeah not everyone has the same taste you know some people you know for some people a car is just it gets you from a to b they don't care if it's clean dirty they don't care if it's dinged up if it's scratched up you know they don't care as long as it runs yeah you know i'm not as picky about my car like yeah but for me like yes the car gets me from a to b but i also want it to run nice be reliable um you know take care of it wash it keep it clean one because you know i don't really care about what the other people think but when i walk out to a vehicle i'm like man that thing looks good it makes me feel good yes if i'm going to an estimate i don't want my work truck to be all dirty and you know gross looking because i want from start to finish i want everything to just be feeling good and feeling uniform intact Mm -hmm. and professional looking when i show up somewhere um and I feel like that sets the tone as soon as I pull in someone's driveway. Yes. I'm my my vehicle looks good. It looks clean. I look clean cut. I look professional. I go straight in. But that also goes into like my personal life. I don't want to. I personally, again, this isn't for everyone. This is just me. I want to show up. I want the vehicle to at least look decently clean, look put together. I want to get out and not be looking super crazy looking. <laughs> um, but I'm also weird about that. I'm a struggle. It's a struggle for me to even go places, not wearing jeans or some kind of like a khaki short or some kind of like nicer shorts, Yeah, like sweatpants or like basketball clothes, like basketball shorts or anything like that. Unless I'm going to do something like an athletic thing. I don't even, it's hard for me to walk out of the house in that and go places. No, I feel the Um, same way, but some people don't care. So it's, you have to know what you like, what you value and what your, what your standards are. And those are different for everyone. And that's not a right or wrong thing. You just have to know what, what's going to set the tone for you in your life and then try to live, live that way. You know, kind of like you're talking about the home. I've just always had a dream to, you know, pull up through a driveway that's lined with trees and then you opens up in this beautiful front of a house, but I want my house to be wrapped in trees in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere so it's not to be showing off to everyone else because i don't want people to be able to just show up at my house mm-hmm. people aren't going to see it unless i invite them so the only person that's there for is for me to see 
Yeah. But I want to pull up to a house and be like, man, I've worked really hard. I've invested a lot into this. This is my home. I'm coming home to, I'm going to enjoy it. But some people, they just want uh, a modest home that they can show up to and live. And it just, it's a roof over their head. And some people don't care. And that's fine. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's about knowing what you want and going after it. And that's going to be different for everyone. But I think, like you said, about learning things in school, you know, what kids are taught, you know, just very, very briefly in high school that we cover credit, life insurance, homeowners insurance. And I mean, very, so very I barely brief. even remember that. All yeah, I remember was very, how to balance a checkbook. Very brief. We did balancing checkbook, which is still relevant because you could still do that pretty much everyone's online now with, you know, bank cards and, and, and online statements, but you can still do the same principles. Yes. Um, even though you don't have a checkbook to reconcile. Um, but it, it was all just slammed together so quickly and it's just a very high level, you know, like we're learning things that realistically most people don't use in their daily lives, only mm -hmm. in certain professions um, that they spend all this time on in school, but things like life insurance, credit, homeowners insurance, managing money and investing, um, all these things aren't really taught at all. And even in college, I mean, we've talked about is college worth it. We both went to college, regardless of how we feel about college going forward. We both went and even there, you don't learn a lot of that stuff. They're, they're teaching you to go out and work for someone else, but they're not teaching you how to even take the money you're earning working from someone else and make it work for you. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, it, you know, investments accounts and IRAs and 401ks and all this stuff, but there's even more than you can do than that. And most people don't understand those things. Right. You know, most people only have a 401k and they think they're going to retire on that and live the rest of their life where, you know, once you retire, you pretty much, if you have a 401k are going to lose 40% of that is just going to be gone mm -hmm. in taxes. And then you have to live off that. You know, they say like you work 40 hours a week for 40, every 40 years of your life to retire on 40% of your income and then you die, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, again, it's, you can do, you can do a job that you care about and you really are passionate about that doesn't bring in a lot of income and still find ways to set your life up to fit how you want it to be long-term. Like mm -hmm. you said, if you're, living within your means and living in a more modest home. But these are just things that aren't being taught in schools that really impact people. They just don't understand that. Like if I want to have this career, this is the lifestyle I can afford. Or if I want to go do this, um, this is how much this stuff costs. And like, I just feel like that's such a basic principle of like, who cares if someone asks how much your mortgage is? They're curious as to, how much your like house is like, I'm not saying plastic on the internet, but like, why are we so sheltered and hiding these conversations? Like, what does it matter? We pay it. We make enough money to cover it. Like we make enough money to, to I'm, I'm generalizing. Some here. people don't, but, but. You, you know what I mean? Like, these are conversations that people are so scared to have like, Oh, that's inappropriate, honey. Don't ask them how much they make, yeah. but well, what does it matter? I think even more than that, like you, you touched on it earlier about teaching our kids about money and how a lot of people don't want to talk to their kids about money. And I think there's a time and a place and a certain age where you can start implementing it, you know, as far as like, you can start giving the principles to kids mm -hmm. at a young age 
and teaching it. But as far as talking about like your personal finances and things like that might be a certain point when they're a little bit older, For sure. but it still needs to happen at some point. So they have an idea of how the world works, how money works and how, what it, what the value of it is and how far it goes. You know, like when you see a 20 year old kid, um, who's talking about going to rent and he's, you know, says, well, I'm just going to go find a place that's this much. And we're like, where are you going to go? <laughs> where are you living? Like, yeah. That's not to the, what you want is going to cost a thousand dollars a month. And you think you're going to get it for $175. They have no realistic expectation of how yeah. money works, what the value of it is or how far it goes in their area or in the world in general. Uh, and that's because they haven't been taught. Exactly. And there's a difference between, you know, it's a lot different when you're just paying one or two bills and you don't have a ton of stuff going on mm-hmm. as to when you get out on your own and you see everything, you have things come up, you know, car needs maintenance, house needs maintenance, rent payment, homeowner's insurance. Yeah. All those things start to add up. And when you're not taught those things, um, you really get punched in the face and a lot of kids today have never been punched in the face because they got a trophy for everything they did in their whole life. So it's hard to stand back up when you've never got punched in the mouth before. I think um, similar to what you just said, you know, talking about rent and how much things cost and stuff. I know a conversation I have with um, lots of people is how we're able to eat the way we do for so cheap. Um, you know, people are always like, how much are you going to spend on groceries? You know, and it's like, it used to be 400 a month. Um, and we eat pretty much three meals a day. Um, I would say 80 to 90% of the week we eat at home. Um, we may eat dinner with friends or family some nights, but it's very rare that we go out to eat. So eating out isn't in that category. This is strictly groceries and this is strictly food. I don't include, you know, our toiletries and paper items, things like that in there. But um, obviously more recently, our grocery budget's gone up to like five to 600. Um, we changed a little bit of the way we ate, you know, we're eating more meat and fruit, but also, you know, food is prices are going up, things like that. But people, when you're not sharing those kind of things, people don't have a standard for what it should be. And I've always been amazed at how many people are like, how are you, how are you able to do that? Well, I think a big thing is too, is we typically have a meal plan and a grocery list Mm -hmm. when we go. If we don't have a meal plan, we at least have a list and we yeah. might grab a couple of things here and there that we see, but you'll see tons of people go to the store and um, we've done this before too. And if you're listening, this is probably you too. Um, you go to the store and you see something you like and you put it in a cart and then you leave and you've forgotten things. You got things you didn't need and you got stuff that's going to go bad before you use it or it's going to sit there in the cabinet forever and never get used and you just spent $427 at the store and it's only going to last you for two weeks because stuff's going to go bad stuff you're not going to use or it's going to sit there because you only use like a part of it and then you forgot stuff and you have to go back in two days and spend another $83 when you go with a list with a plan you go you get what you need you might grab one or two three of things course. that's extra but you have a list and a plan. You get what you need. It's on the list. You spend $223 and it lasts you for a week and a half. And then you didn't forget anything. Or if you did, it's only, you know, you go back and you get it and it's $22, not $83. And right there, you're talking about the difference of three, $400 
over the course of a couple of weeks. Well, I think another thing that having a plan makes it a lot easier to operate within your means. Yeah, absolutely. And having a budget. But I think another thing that we've always, you know, um, I don't know the word. Um, I don't know how to say the word properly, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, that we've always been, you know, good at is diligent. No, pride, but like in a different tense. I didn't know how to say it, so I stopped myself. So it sounds stupid, <laughs> but we've always been really good about um, when we had no money, we shopped at Aldi's. When we made six figures, we shopped at Aldi's. We love Aldi's. They're affordable. They're actually like what you would consider organic. I mean, almost none of their food has dyes in it uh, or red dye. Um, I actually recently learned that a lot of the food from all these is sourced from local farmers. So wherever you are, they're sourcing locally, um, which is how they're able to keep a lot of their costs down. And a lot of their stuff is just um, doesn't have as much junk in it as other things. And that's not to say there's not stuff in, you know, uh, packaged foods, all that. That's a conversation for another day, but um, they're more affordable and they're easy. We go in, you, you know, swerve through all the aisles. You're able to see everything you need and you're in and out. The longest yeah. I think I've ever been in Aldi's is 45 minutes. What I think another thing to keep in mind too is a lot of things, the value is set based on the branding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a lot of the food isn't all that different. It's just some stores that are more high end will have better displays, better lighting and spend more money to make things look good and they charge you for it. Yep. You know, there's a lot of things that you'll see in the store. One's an off-brand, one's a name brand, and they're made in the same factories and just labeled in different things, just labeled differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Um, now there are things that are different, and you have to look for those things. But a lot of things aren't that different. It's just the price is different based off the branding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's places where it's worth investing the money in, and then there's yeah, places where know, it's like just get the off-brand. One of the things that we do is if you look at most maple syrups and you read the ingredients there's not an ounce of syrup in it it's all high fructose corn syrup some kind of gum gelatin so you something or other you know like it's all you know some kind of coloring to make it look like syrup and there's not an ounce of syrup in it and you can get it for three bucks two bucks whatever it is we used to do that. And I read it one day. I was like, dude, there's not even syrup in it. Now we buy hundred percent maple syrup. The only ingredient is maple syrup and it costs a little bit more. It's like $15. Um, but it's a pretty big, it's big. jug. It lasts a couple yeah. months. And but, not I mean, kids it, eat pancakes. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> it's, um, so there are, there are times where we do spend more money on certain things because we think that they're better quality and better for us yeah, yeah but there absolutely. are a lot of things that you can get at a lesser price that are going to be the same of equal quality yeah exactly and i think that's another instance where having conversations about money is important explaining the value of things you know just because your mom and dad you saw your parents doing this and buying these brands and doing these things your whole life doesn't mean that's the way you have to do it um it's okay to ask other people you know for advice on things or how they're able to do things you know i've always been really good at like finding things cheaper or finding a discount um and, and saving money i do you know i regularly call all our utility bills like internet and phone and things like that and find out how we can get them cheaper and it works almost every single time 
Yeah. Well, I think a big thing too is when you look at how was money viewed and talked about when you were younger. Excuse me. <laughs> how money was viewed and talked about when you were growing up probably impacts how you feel and talk about money now. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, you came from a family that didn't have a lot of money, most of the time, the conversations you'll see is how money is not everything. The people who have money are low lives. They're crooks. They steal from people. They're bad people. Um, all they care about is money. They screw people over. And you'll hear those kind of things. Everyone who has money is just a piece of crap, basically. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think that's more of a, I think it comes down to that's an ego thing. Um, you know, when you maybe... I don't know. I, I would say that because I've been in that position before. So I would say it's an ego thing where if you come from a family that maybe has a little bit more financial security, you're going to view money a little bit differently. You might view it more as a tool. It's mm -hmm. something that can be abundant and something that you've never really gone without. So you're not going to think as much of it and um, you're just going to have different outlook on it. And I think the big thing is if your parents had money when you were growing up and they were maybe rich, that doesn't make you rich unless yeah. they give you money. Yeah. And even still, you're not earning it yourself. But if you grew up and your family was poor or didn't have a lot of money, that doesn't mean you have to grow up and stay that way. You can still carve out a different path for yourself. You know, where your family trajectory has been doesn't mean if your family's always been very high level, high income earners, you can break the trend if you're a bum and you're lazy. If your family's never earned a lot of money, you can break the trend and go make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I think learning the different ways to utilize money, how it operates, what it's worth, and how you can use it to benefit yourself in positive ways can really change the trajectory of how you do things. You know, like we've we've done Dave Ramsey mm -hmm. to pay off debt, and it, the system works. Yes, it does. But I also think um, people, you know, obviously you have to have good credit. You got to build credit. How do you get credit? You go into debt. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people take on bad debts. Yes. And I think that's a big thing. And, you know, for Dave, no debt's good debt. Um, but I also think Dave, he helps a lot of people who are in extreme situations who have absolutely no self-control with money. But I think debt can be utilized in a good way, you know, and that's not a Mercedes. That's not uh, Louis Vuitton purse you know, not a Rolex, that's not good debt to be in, you know, good debt would be debts that make you money. Um, so what, to your point, what I see a lot of people say is go into debt to make more money and then use the money you make to buy the fun things. If you want to go out and buy the car, the watch, the purse, use the money you've earned to buy that. But if you want to build something and you want to build a business, use debt to leverage that yeah and i don't think you do it carelessly like I'm, yeah because again you know we've done dave so i would say we're dave-ish yes but um i definitely think there's a time and place you know and it depends on it also this depends on what you want to do mm -hmm. you know if you don't want to grow a business or do anything like that i would just try to stay out of debt yeah try to you know Try not to incur debt because it's just going to cost you. It's going to be a liability. You're not earning anything off of those things. So if you're just wanting to have a nine to five where you live more of a, I'd say, typical standard way of life, I would try to avoid debt. 
if you're trying to build and grow things and grow businesses, debt can be a great tool mm -hmm. if used properly, not carelessly. Um, but you know, like you take out a loan on a $40,000 car, a $60,000 boat, a $30,000 camper. These are all things that you're paying debt on, paying interest on and losing money on. Mm -hmm. Um, and even like a lot of car values have went up. That's not, that's not like the sustainable thing that shouldn't happen. That's a depreciating asset. Mm -hmm. um, these are things that are costing you money, not making you money. And you're long-term going to lose money on now. That's okay. Sometimes if you have the money, but to go into debt and hinder or strap your family for cash, that's not a good financial move. But like you said, if you invest, take on debt to grow a business, invest in some things that bring you back money, you know, you take on debt to open a car wash that makes you $10,000 a month. You take on debt to open up some larger vending machines that make you five grand a month. You take on debt to, you know, do this thing that makes you three grand a month. Well, now you're, you have debt, but producing more income than what you're spending on it. Mm -hmm. And you can take the income that you've earned off the little bit of debt that you've incurred to pay for the Mercedes and pay for all these things, because this is all money that you've earned that cover what more than covers the liabilities you've taken on. Exactly. But most people don't do that. They're taking on the Mercedes, the boat, yeah. the camper, and then trying to pay from that from their normal salary that's strapping them down to be one of the 80% of people who live paycheck to paycheck. So that was one other thing. Regardless of the amount they earn. Yeah, that was one other thing I wanted to touch on is um, you see people all the time with all these nice things, but society teaches us to go into debt. They want you in debt because then they have control over you. You buy things you don't want to impress people you don't like. Exactly. And so that's why, you know, I, I talk about going back to what kind of lifestyle do you really want? Like, think about who you are 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. What is the life you're living? Because you need to be able to work a job, a business, bring an income that fits and sustains those lifestyles. But also you need to think about um, the, the pieces that, you know, will go into that. So um, I just lost my train of thought. What were you just talking about a second ago? Just the uh, buying things that are going to cost you money, buying things that are going to strap you for cash, make it real tight to live, lower down, you know, lower your disposable income because you have so many liabilities that mm -hmm. you've taken on. But to cover those, you know, a lot of people are, have more month at the end of the money type yes, of situation. that was it, the money, the living paycheck to paycheck. That's what I was trying to get at. So if you don't know what kind of lifestyle you want, it's really hard to understand what kind of job you want to do. Now you also could love your job and say, I'm going to make this job fit my lifestyle. My lifestyle is just going to adapt to this because I love it so much. Um, but so many people don't learn and understand how to manage their money and leverage their money in, in the right ways that we get sucked into debt. And then we're, we're, you know, you can make six figures, you can make $200,000 a year, but if you spend 199,000 of it every year and you're not leveraging any of that and you're not living below your means, I mean, what does it matter how much you make? It's important to understand that it doesn't matter how much you make, it's how much you're saving and keeping, investing, you know, retirement, whatever that looks like for you, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's so that's one of those things um, 
that going back to things you learned growing up, you know, coming from a family that didn't have a lot of money growing up, it was always a, well, it's easy to live below your means. Like we could live better if we had more money. We could save more if we had more money. We could afford more if we had more money. And that's an easy thing to say when you don't have it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the numbers and you look at people's patterns, you're going to follow your habits regardless of where you're at. So if you spend all your money now, if you eventually get into a position where you earn more, you're going to continue to spend all your money. Yep. That's your habit. If you set a ritual habit of I'm going to save 10% for myself, I'm going to save 20% for myself, I'm going to tithe 10%. If you set those things in place and you do them when you make $40,000, then when you make $80,000, you'll still do it because it's a habit that you follow through with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like giving, whether you go to church or you just want to give to charity or give to local foundations, whatever it is, if you won't give a dime out of a dollar, you're not going to give 10,000 out of a hundred thousand because you've never established a habit. Exactly. If you're, you know, people talk about people who have money being greedy. I have seen some of the most, I've seen people who be very generous who have, who have very little. And I've seen people be very generous who have a lot, but I think that the big common factor between people who are generous isn't, if they have money or not, it's if they have it in their heart and in their habits to do those kind of deeds and those things for people. Like I said, if you won't give a dime out of a dollar, why would you give a hundred thousand out of a million? Yeah. You know, you're not going to, cause you've never done it before. And it's hard to just change like that, you know? So you have to start doing those things. Now, if you want to save 10% of your money or tie 10%, do it with 40,000, then you'll do it with 400,000. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to just magically start living differently because you have a lot of money. And I think the um, misconception is, is, you know, people, most people who accumulate or accumulate money or earn a high amount of money don't get there by mistake. And they do habits and things day in and day out that lead to those things. Yep. And there's, it's more than just the money. It's everything that you do. Um, your habits are going to directly impact how you live your life mm-hmm. in every aspect of your life. Yes, 100%. I love that. Um, I know you and I talk about it all the time, but just like being intentional with everything, your time, your money, what you do, who you hang out with. Like you, you also always talk about this and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet today is like don't look at the people and take advice from them if they've never done what you want to do so don't talk to your buddy down the street who makes 70 80 90 thousand dollars a year if you want to make a million because he doesn't know how to do it he's never been there he doesn't know what it's like to be a millionaire to have a million dollars so whatever lifestyle you want find the people who are doing that follow them see what they do you know if you know someone personally, reach out and get advice from them. Like whatever it is you want to do, you need to, to find someone who's doing what you want to do and, and learn the way. Yeah. And that goes, and again, that's with money, especially, but that's with every aspect. Yes. If you want to be, um, if you really want to be someone who volunteers and gives back, but no one you're around volunteers and gives back to the community anyway, 
how are you going to learn how to do that? How are you going to go? You're going to go get plugged in with people or an organization that volunteers and you're going to mm-hmm. go learn how to do that. If you want to, you know, you're going to, you're going to model the people you're around the most. So whoever you're associating with is who you're going to become. Mm-hmm. So, and that doesn't always mean in the room right next to him. Sometimes that's listening to him on yeah. an audiobook, listening to him on a podcast, reading a book physically, watching them on YouTube. Um, and that's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Your associations can affect you positively or negatively. So, you know, if you're wanting to change an aspect of your life, go find someone who's living the type of way you want to live, whether that's their emotionally successful, spiritually successful, financially successful. They're a great mother, a great father, um, and model those people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's how you're going to learn and grow. You know, there's definitely principles people can teach you, you know, there's something to learn from everyone. Um, you know, that's one, that's another thing too, is regardless of what stage someone is at, you can learn from everyone. You can learn what to do and what not to do from people. Um, but regardless of where someone's at, there's not a, you know, if you have a CEO and a janitor, it's not that one's better than the other, that one earns more than the other, but you can still learn great things from someone who's sweeping a floor because maybe he gets to sweep that floor and go home and spend time with his kids and the CEO hasn't seen his kids in two weeks. So there's different levels of success and you have to know what you want, but you can learn some, something from everyone you come in contact with and you can learn something from someone of every age. Yes. You know, I think as we get older and learn more, you think you always want to teach and show people how smart you are, but there's always something to be learned. I mean, you can sit there and play with a kid and be like get reminded of something, you know, like maybe it's not learning, but it's getting reminded of something that you've forgotten or something you've taken for granted. Well, you can learn from that. You can learn from someone who does something that's much different than you. You can learn something from someone who does something that earns a lot of money or interacts with kids or there's always something to be learned. And I think if you have that mindset of being willing to learn things, good and bad, what to do and what not to do, um, you can navigate life and hopefully make some good decisions. But I think, you know, too many of us think we know everything <laughs> um, and everyone does it. Everyone does it. You know, we do. But, That's why I laugh. you know, I think trying to be willing to learn things as much as possible will serve you very well. Yeah. Always learning. I like that. So to wrap up this episode, normally I ask you advice. Instead, I want to know what is the biggest mindset shift you've had around money? But there's a lot of it. I think a lot of people feel like there's only so much money in the world. There's only so much money to be had and that if someone else is getting it, they're taking it from me. And that's just not the case. There's plenty of money out there for you to go earn what you want to earn or live the life you want to live. Cause that might, you might not want to make a million dollars a year. You might be happy with 60,000 if you're living and doing something that you're passionate about, but there's no finite amount of money in the world. There's ways you can earn and accumulate money to whatever abundance you want. If you work for it and you have to, root other people on 
to do well. Like, I just think most of the very successful people that I learn from, not only do they do well and push themselves, they're pushing everyone around them. And also they're pushing people who are outside of their circles who may even be competitors because everyone can do well and succeed. And there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers, but that doesn't mean that you have to tear someone down mm. or step on someone to get where you want. Sometimes you might just have to reach down and pull them along or at least extend the ladder. And then if they don't want to climb it, that's on them. Yeah. But you could try to help someone. And when you care and serve people as best as possible, um, you'll see a lot more success in a lot of areas of life because you don't have to beat someone down to be the best. Um, there's a lot of ways to be successful. And sometimes you can extend a hand and pull someone along and still get where you want to go, probably further than you thought you could. I like that. That's really good. Um, I like how you talk about not only is there, you know, there's infinite amount of money. It's not this little amount that's eventually going to run out and nobody's going to have anything. But I really like how you tied it in with if you want to be successful, you can't just like tear everyone else down. Uh, we all can win in one way or another. And um, I think it's important for people to understand. Um, I would say everyone can win because there's going to be a person who wins, but everyone well, can still have success and still have a good living to a level that they want to have. That's what I was getting ready to say is it's we all can win in our own ways. You know, like we've talked about a million times, success looks differently for everyone. Yeah, I'm a competitor. Like <laughs> I'm trying to win. And like some people take this like in a harsh way, like especially like in a sporting event, like I'm trying to crush people. But I'm not trying to like hurt anyone or anything like, but I'm trying to I'm trying to win the game. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to beat you down and win. Doesn't mean I don't want you to perform well. I like competition. I like when it's hard. I want to compete against people who are very good. I just want to beat them. Doesn't mean they had to have a bad game. Right. I'm just trying to have a better game. No, that's a really, really good way to spin it. I like that. You got anything else? That's it. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. We got a lot more coming. Share the show if you liked it. If you didn't like the show, listen next time. Maybe you'll find something you like. If not, <laughs> oh, well. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon.